Hello, everyone, and welcome in to DC Talks Rocks. And we have been building up for this one for the entire week. We've been talking free agency and looking at the Colorado Rockies roster, just getting a sense of where they stand and what they need. And I've been going through each spot, and I told you at catcher, I kind of like the idea of standing pat. And then I told you on the infield, well, I kind of like the idea of Stan and Pat, and I told you in the starting rotation the same thing. Now, the bullpen is obviously not that way uh, <laughs> at all. And now we get to the other area of the team where I feel like there's the most room for improvement. As we've been doing, let's remember, of course, what the Rockies currently have as it's set up. And really, as they finished the season, it was Rymal Tapia in left, mostly leading off throughout the season. We will get into a little bit of lineup talk today. You had Sam Hilliard really emerge by the end of the year in center field. And you had, of course, Charlie Blackman taking up the majority of the time in right. A big part of this conversation is, of course, going to be my, not just assumption, my reading of all of the evidence that the designated hitter will be coming to the National League in 2022, that we're done seeing pitchers hit. And that gives the Rockies another bat to work with here as far as how they're going to construct their roster, right? So here we go. It's difficult to get into all the machinations of what could happen and all of the free agents that are out there, but it all begins with Charlie Blackman and what you plan to do with him. In my mind, because I saw pretty good defense or at least very capable defense out of CJ Crone, you don't need to make him your permanent DH, you can DH him sometimes. You can move the DH around a little bit. I've always been in favor of the Rockies doing that more strategically to give guys days off because the altitude can be a bit more of a wear and tear on the body than you're going to get in other places. But generally speaking, I like the idea of making Charlie Blackman your primary DH. He can still go out and play in the field for you, and he's spoken about wanting to do that more and more, but None of us are getting any younger, and he's certainly on that list. And beyond that, you just want the ability to increase your defensive capabilities in the outfield without losing Charlie Blackman's bat. And so I really like the idea of making him the primary DH, which gives you really two spots in the outfield that you need to fill, depending on how you feel about Rymal Tapia. Those of you who know me know I feel great about Rymal Tapia, even though he finished the season in really a, a slump. It was weird. He's never done that before. And I'm going to break down what went on with Tapia this season at some point in the offseason. But I'm still of the belief that he plays above what the advanced metrics say. There's a floor there that you can count on. Is Rymal Tapia ever going to be an all-star? Almost certainly not. Are the people saying that he needs to hit the ball in the air more generally correct, but also missing a lot of the point. Yes. Tapia doesn't strike out. We know the things, right? <clears throat> I don't need to remake the argument to all of you, but in just bullet points, he doesn't strike out very often. He puts the ball in play. I do think he's got still more of an opportunity to grow and get better. I do think he'll hit the ball in the air a bit more often, but I think at the very least, you've got a solid, reliable contact hitter, which while that's not really valued in today's baseball, 
to me, that's still better than a player who just fails at being the three true outcomes guy and doesn't end up giving you all the home runs, right? I don't think the Rockies, let me put it this way. I don't think it's possible that the Rockies are going to build a lineup where every single guy, one through eight, is a plus guy in terms of three true outcomes and is going to be a big home run guy. And if you can't have every single one of your guys be big home run guys, you might as well have one or two guys who are really good contact guys. You can't have too many more than that. And the way I've got the lineup constructed, Tapia is the only one. So I'm fine even leaving him in left field, depending on, again, what you do in the outfield. You might move him around a little bit. I'll talk about some of the guys here in a second. But I really like Sam Hilliard. I really like Garrett Hampson. I'm not quite ready to go full on with either guy as a full-time starter, but with the Rockies' potential limitations in the budget here, that may still be on the table because I don't think they're going to buy two really good outfielders. I was thinking it was possible hearing some of the most recent comments about the budget. I'm thinking less so. But I'll start with my ideal scenario. I'll give you all what I would like to see them do, and that is to sign both of Starling Marte and Mark Canna. Now, this is probably not going to happen for a number of reasons. You can start with the fact that while Oakland isn't exactly known for paying their guys, they're probably not going to let both just walk, and neither should cost a ton. I think they really like Mark Canna, and so, yeah, the possibility of that seems pretty low to me. But still, because... Mark Canna's 32, about to turn 33. Starling Marte just turned 33. Uh, Neither is set to make, you know, 15 million a year plus. It really should be in that 7 to 12 range, Uh, maybe even a little bit lower than that for Canna because he didn't have a great offensive year. But the thing that I like about both of these players is that they bring quite a bit of defensive utility. Both are very, very good defenders. In fact, Starling Marte can take over in center field for you. And then he solves the problem of the fact that your left fielder, Raimel Tapia, isn't a power guy because Starling Marte brings that pop. He's got power in his bat. Um, so, so this, for me, is a way of basically giving you the most athletic and defensively capable outfield possible. I've always been of the belief, and the Rockies seem to have figured this out with their last couple of draft picks that you need super athletes in the outfield. I think there have been times over the last couple of years. I know there have been times over the last couple of years that Ian Desmond and the aging Charlie Blackman. And when it was young, Raimel Tapia before he was really getting the hang of playing Coors field really cost him out there. It cost the pitchers and that has to be your identity. It has to be a pitching and defense first team, which means you need the guys who can go get it. Starling Marte, great defender. Uh, Even at age 33, I think he's going to continue to be a very, very good defender. Coming off a year with a 128 OPS plus, a career 116 OPS plus, and he's been above average every single full season uh, except for 2017. 2020, he he wasn't over 100, but I, I said full season, right? So, yeah, he's a good to great hitter. And he's a good to great defender. He's only been an all-star once. Uh, He's got a couple of gold gloves. So again, this is the kind of guy that I don't think costs you a ton. Now, because he did have such a good year with the bat, and he hit only five home runs. I'm sorry, 
Yeah, five home runs with Oakland, seven home runs. So 12 on the year, 12 homers, but over 300 average, uh, over, what is he at? 381 on base. You love that when he's bringing the defense that he is. You're not getting a ton of pop. It's been back to 2019 where he was a 20-plus home run guy, though it's in there. You wonder maybe a little bit. Uh, but I, I think certainly with his speed, He's going to slug a little more at Coors Field, balls in the gap for him, or, or balls, those, those kind of choppers down the line that are going to turn into doubles. Uh, really like the profile there. And, of course, one of the big things that I'm always looking at, that strikeout percentage this last year, way under league average at uh, 16% when he was with Oakland. It was 20%, uh, so it's 18 on the year uh, when he was with Miami. Uh, years before that, 19, 13, 16, 16, 18. He's been under a 20% strikeout rate. And remember, the major league average is now about 25%. I just really like the idea of Starling Marte and everything his speed, athleticism, ability to play defense and center field in his bat would play at Coors. Main concern there is that he does actually get closer to 15, 18 million a year. Someone pays him a bit more and he, he's out of the Rockies range. There's also the issue of Marte alone does not make your offense you know, world beaters by any means. And I understand why, you know, people have said, hey, if the Rockies were going to break the bank and go big, just get one guy this offseason, go get Nick Castellanos and pay him $20 million a year. I'm certainly not against that idea. And boy, would I love to see that guy hit at Coors. I think he costs you defensively. Uh, and and he, he creates a situation where you've probably got to move Tapia over to center because he's got to play left. And, you know, something like that. Same thing with, say, a Kyle Schwarber, uh, who's not going to cost quite as much. And that gets really interesting. Big slugger, not a terrible defender, but not a good one. He's got to play left. You can't put him in center. So, again, you've got to move Tapia over uh, if he's still on the roster or you're, you're trading Tapia for bullpen help and then making Hilliard or Hampson the guy uh, or, or platooning them. And, again, I'm, I'm not against that idea at all. I, I do think you're playing a riskier game of giving up some defense, counting on a guy to come in, and, and be a big bopper and hoping that, you know, the, the high strikeout rates don't play poorly in the environment. But I could get very into uh, a Kyle Schwarber on the, on the high end and Nick Castellanos, which I don't think is going to happen, but I've just seen the name floated around the Rockies a couple of times. You know, guys like Michael Conforto, Jock Peterson bring a similar profile, right? Conforto's had a plus bat for most of his career on – the strength of walking a ton. Great on-base percentage, decent slugging. You know, Jock Peterson's got some great slugging potential. Not a good defender. Mark Canna and Starling Marte. The biggest problem with if the Rockies were to add both of them, which, again, I don't think you can. I'm talking about an ideal world here, is that they're both right-handed. And it's going to make your lineup a little bit uneven. But honestly, in the days now of bullpenning and all the things that are happening on the mound and the three batter minimum that we'll see if that sticks around, having to go left, right, left, right, left, right is less interesting to me than just making sure you've got a quality hitter in as many spots as possible. Mark Canna with his career 114 OPS plus. This last year, it was 111. Before that, 124. Before that, 146. Before that, 114. This is the type of consistent above-league average hitter who's also been a consistent above 
league average defender. He can even play some center field for you in a pinch. Is better and more comfortable and honestly very, very good in the corners. And I like that for the Rockies, again, for all the reasons I mentioned. He helps out your pitching staff. He helps take away those extra innings, uh, extra outs that, that you have to get at Coors Field. Everything that comes with the territory. And so, you know, what have I done here? Have I fixed the Rockies lineup? Well, you tell me. I've got Rymel Tapia still on the squad, leading off, batting, uh, for, uh, leading off, batting first, playing left field, uh, with, I think, still the opportunity to become that 300-plus hitter whose advanced metrics are never going to be good, but really can create a ton of traffic and opportunities. And also always bring in the runner when there's one out and a runner on third. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers playing shortstop. We talked about that yesterday. Very excited about the possibilities there. I've got Charlie Blackman batting third and DHing. I think he's also got the possibility for a big rebound year with the bat if his legs and back are given a break from the outfield and he can just focus on going out and hitting the baseball. You put all of his mental energy into hitting the ball, I think he's going to have a great year with the bat behind him, cleaning it up. Playing first base, C.J. Crone. I think he's in for a big power year. After that, I've got the new guy, Starling Marte, batting fifth, playing center field, giving Crone lineup protection he did not have before and giving the Rockies a really dynamic middle-of-the-order guy who can act both as a little bit of a power guy to drive in people in front of him, but also as kind of a, a second leadoff hitter for when Crone is clearing the bases. Now Marte can go out there, set the table, uh, play center field, Really like that you can have a center fielder batting in the middle of your lineup. Similarly, the next guy at number six, I've got Ryan McMahon batting second. Uh, this is, again, trying to get a left-handed hitter in here somewhere. You could go straight to Mark Canna if you feel like he's the better hitter. It all depends on how McMahon's uh, bat breaks out. But I like him there as well uh, as another guy who's going to have protection both in front and behind him that he did not have before. I'm giving Ryan McMahon now... Uh, every opportunity to truly break out as the star hitter I think he can be because then behind him, batting seventh, playing right field, Mark Canna. And I feel like you've got now all the way down to number eight catcher, Elias Diaz, guys who OPS plus at 100 or better, I would not be shocked out of Rogers, Blackman, Crone, Marte, McMahon, Canna, and Diaz. You're not going to get it from Tapia. We've talked about how that plays up. And then batting ninth, that's where you get your, because remember, pitchers don't hit no more. That's where you get to kind of play around a little bit at third base, like I talked about yesterday, and go Colton Welker or Ryan Vallade or Elio Harris Montero, whoever is clicking. Now, again, all those guys are right-handed, so this goes left, right, left, right, right, left, right, right, right. You know, is, is that an issue? Maybe. But honestly, <laughs> it'd be the least of my concerns, right? You can go out, uh, but, but again, these left-handed hitters, you get Jock Peterson, yeah, he makes your lineup balance a little bit better, but he makes your defense worse. He's also probably a better hitter than Mark Canna at his best, you know, but I just like the reliability of these guys. Canna with 17 home runs this last year, so have I added a ton of pop to the lineup with Marte and Canna? No, but a decent amount you would still have in this instance Sam Hilliard around as your fourth outfielder opportunity if ever there's you know an injury or whatever else, and I like the pop in his bat, so I think you're going to get home runs from your outfield. 
And then I think Connor Joe is a guy who's still going to be around again, another righty. But uh, as a guy who can play first, we know he can play some left. Uh, if his bat can continue to go, and I, and I think you know he's a guy likely to work into the mix when the Rockies end up signing a player like this and not two players like this, because again, just the reading the tea leaves of what the front office is saying. You know, earlier in the year, I thought, hey, maybe they really could go, and and I don't think. You know, Marte, I don't know. Marcana, it's all going to be about what he wants to do. And if he just wants to go back to Oakland, that's the thing about free agency, right? You can't make anybody sign with you, even if you offer them the best deal. But uh, th- there are other guys in the mix as well. Adam Duvall is a, another one who actually really fits almost exactly into this category I've been talking about. He can't play center for you, so he doesn't have the Marte thing. That's one of the things I just love about Starling Marte, man. Because if he can play center and hit you double-digit home runs, and, and then you've got, you don't have to worry that Raimel Tapia is a weird left fielder who doesn't really hit for pop, right? You can just run it that way and allow him to sort of become the captain of that outfield while Blackman transitions into his role as the, the captain of the offense as the designated hitter. Mark Canna can play center, and he could do that as well. Adam Duvall, got to be a corner guy, but a very good defender with a pretty good bat. And I know people want to make dramatic improvements to the offense. I really do think that this would do that, that just getting a couple of guys in there who are reliably above average rather than trying to go for the Schwarber or the Castellanos, uh, uh, the the big hitter, because if they come here and they they don't totally reproduce, they struggle on the road, they, they can't deal with the hangover effect, uh, maybe they experience injuries like they haven't had in their career. You've got all your eggs in that basket. You need that guy to hit to save your lineup. For me, there's just too much risk there with trying to go with a big bopper. I like these guys who are consistent, but consistently above average in all aspects of the game. I think it gives you a better opportunity if you're trying to do what the Rockies are basically trying to do, which is surprise people in the next couple of years. You know, be the next uh, the Giants are an extreme version of it, but the next team that sneaks up on everybody and just kind of had slowly built into a very solid team that then gets some injury luck and some play luck and, you know, the ball starts to roll their way a little bit early and then maybe they make a big move at the deadline and grab a Chris Bryant or whatever. But I think they can do that with this lineup. With the lineup I just read you off, the rotation they've already got, and a bullpen that obviously needs some dudes. It just does. But, yeah, I think the Rockies can get themselves right back into the mix. It's all what can they spend. If it's one guy, I want Starling Marte. If they can't afford him, then I'll take either Canna or Duvall. I won't be upset if it's Kyle Schwarber, obviously, if they can manage any of these guys. But they got to go after somebody here. This is the best avenue to improve your team right away. There's not an infielder in my mind who does it. It's got to be one of these guys and and shuffling the deck a little bit there in the outfield. We'll see what the Rockies do. Let me know who your favorites are down in the comments. Thank you so much for subscribing to the Patreon. I appreciate you all. You've been absolutely awesome out there. I have been absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark. <laughs>